When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on the show, we're going to dive into the world of voiceover and the people behind those voices. You hear them in your ears, on the radio, you see it on the TV, in your commercials. Marianne Iveson is one of those people. She's also got a very successful podcast called Let's Take This Outside, which focuses on all things outdoors, the people, places, and things involved in it. And she's going to talk about that journey, how it all started, what she does, what she did, and what she will do. Hi, Marianne. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm nervous. Nervous about what? You're the professional here. I'm just just some asshole in a basement with a microphone in front of me and going to going to ask some questions to my friends so i i uh, personally thought you were in a dodgy um back alley with that with that background so it would definitely the micro content i would get out of this is from a standpoint of uh, video and uh setting up in a back alley in vancouver as you could probably imagine wouldn't be uh it would definitely make for an entertaining show i would say but the brick wall has made its way from the old show to the new show well, uh, I, I'm so happy that you wanted to bring me on this show because I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool concept or very cool concept. Well, I wanted to branch out a bit. Uh, I love the music side of it and, and my my career takes me all over the place and I, I get to meet all sorts of people. But it was it was putting me into a space where I was I was meeting all these other interesting people that not necessarily in my profession, but I want to still talk to them. And I'm like, it doesn't necessarily fit within the format of that show. I did a hundred episodes of that show. It's time to change things up a little bit. And uh, you've always been extremely uh, personable on, on Dean's show. We, we have a love of the outdoors and I'm like, you know, I, 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 I want to talk about your journey a bit and we've got fellow voiceover friends. I think uh, I've got some voiceover people in my life that, mm. uh, that are, are working and doing great. And um, it's a fascinating world to me. So I, I think uh, as part of the the teaching of this show and, part of the uh, introducing people uh, to various uh, new people and professions, the object is is simple. And, and that is, did you ever want to know what it was like to work in voiceover? Because if you do, I've got the perfect candidate right here. And uh, welcome to the show. And it's the show number two. So we're still building, but I appreciate you making the time. So thank you. Well, considering that your first, um, your first guest, it's Tara Sloan, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> to say that must be hard to it's gonna be hard to follow but i'll do my best oh she's wonderful and you're wonderful and uh we're gonna have a great chat because uh, we love the outdoors and people who love the outdoors you know can speak to that and speak to the outdoors uh, uh i have access to potentially a little bit more outdoorsy things than you do over okay. there on the east okay. side i've got mountains i got an ocean i do have mm-hmm. lakes uh bears in the back yard things like that i don't know what part of the east uh you're in as far as the black bear in your backyard 
part of it. But uh, well, um, I live downtown Ottawa, so black bears aren't really a thing down here. But I see black bears a couple times a season in Gatineau Park, across the way. So across the way, a little yeah, bit more across open. across the river, like a few minutes away. Yeah. So you've got an amazing uh, show. We're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, Marianne joins me. Uh, she's got a great show called the Let's Take This Outside. And for the record, I'd like to point out that this logo is awesome with the tree replacing the eye. I, I Do you like that? that? I love yeah, it. I think it's, it's yeah, great. Yeah. For people listening, it's, it's, a, it's a nice, simple, mountainy looking uh, logo. Uh, sorry, a picture in the background, some great trees. Let's take this outside. But the, the, the eye is replaced with a tree and it's uh, it fits perfectly so hey awesome stuff awesome stuff so i'm sure it's a creative too like i um i decided that i wanted to um update my logo i originally i originally created it on canva and then i was like you know i was probably about six months into my podcast and i'm like i want to redo it i want to redo the logo uh so i contacted um so i got it professionally done and um, I, we went back and forth and I'm like, I just want simple. I just want something really easy and just had loved having the eye as, as a tree. Yeah. Um, and I'm really happy with it too, but I'm trying not to touch it. I'm trying not to like, as a creative, I always want to like update and make uh. things better and, yeah, so like I love it the way it is, and it's very simple. It's a it, you know less is more a lot. And I, I, we have a, a mutual friend with Matt Cundell, and when I was mm-hmm. talking to Matt about this about this concept, and I was sending up some logo ideas, and and I actually just dug the uh, you know the the just the do did will black on white aspect, and the microphone down in the corner here was sort of like. I want to kind of include that in. And he's like, I don't think you need it. I'm like, you're right. I don't need it in the main logo, but for the video portion, I like that in the corner. So it's like, I like less, in the is, corner too, less is but more. Less if is there's more. anything Matt Cundell hates more is a microphone and a podcast logo. I know. <laughs> he hates it. And I completely, I completely agree with him on that, but it looks good in this concept. I will say. Well, it's an interesting one, and uh, you know, my whole mission now is to just make sure Matt's uncomfortable with all the shows that I'm putting out. Um, so that's great. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a funny one. But anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, you've got uh, you're in uh, in voiceover. You do tons of stuff. You've got an outdoor podcast. You, uh, man, there's a, there's a few things that uh, we can discuss. Mm-hmm. I am not going to isolate you as per as per uh, the professional courtesy here, but I, I do have a that. question for you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to get this thing rolling, Marianne, what do you do? What do I do? Um, I think I could say I'm an audio expert. Is that, is that, is that a fair assumption? You, can you, would you agree with that? I do pretty much all things, possibly audio. Um, and that I would have to say uh, stems from radio, which I'm sure we're going to get to. Um, but essentially my main job, uh, something I started about a year and a half ago was voiceover work. And that's again, stem from radio um, voiceover yeah. work. I do commercials. I do e-learning online videos, uh, podcast intros as well. Um, so uh, voiceover, I would say is my main thing. Um, something that I'm truly uh, very, very passionate about that comes straight from my heart. Um, because with voiceover work, you're, you know, you're doing a job for someone else and I absolutely love it. But with my podcast, I feel like my heart is outside of my body and like I'm creating this completely from, from my soul. Uh, so I have a podcast called let's take this outside. And it's about, I talk to athletes, outdoor professionals, scientists about their connection to nature. And it's been a roller coaster. My one year anniversary is coming up in March for this podcast. Um, what's incredibly cool about this is that the outdoors, it, you could say this podcast is pretty, um, it, it's a niche. And I was, I've been able to like secure a few 
a few sponsors on it already, which has been really, really cool. Um, so to monetize something that you create, it makes it a job now, but I love it. It's, it's, it's a difficult space to monetize and people are, are uh, that, that don't know about podcasts or, or whatever. We mm-hmm. all still try to, uh, figure out ways to monetize and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it can get niche Like it's easier for somebody that has like a movie podcast to get Cineplex on board or, or something like that. But, uh, for us that have th- different kinds of shows and I'm just, spe- I'm speaking to people. It's, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm, you know, we're not talking auto parts and, and, and I have a car sponsor or something. So you, you've, uh, you, you've got a great premise with let's take this outside cause it can cover so many grounds. Um, and you have this love of, of the outdoors, which I want to mm-hmm. talk about um, because you've got some pics on your Twitter profile, which are pretty awesome um, of you cross country skiing, which is uh, near and dear to my heart. Cause I was a competitive skate skier uh, for a long time. That's uh, in, so cool. In, in high school. I had no uh, idea. And by competitive, I mean, I was out there competing. <laughs> <laughs> no podiums. No podiums. Not necessarily mean that no there podiums. was a podium no. of any size, no. but I definitely was competing. Uh, and it was something I, I greatly, greatly enjoyed. So where did that, uh, where does this outdoor love come from? Ooh, well, um, it all kind of stems from, I grew up on a farm, so I've kind of always spent a lot of time outside in southwestern Ontario. Um, but it was very flat there. Uh, but spent most of my time playing outside when I was a kid. Uh, moved around a bit for school, ended up uh, living in Ottawa. But I also, um, there was a stretch in my 20s where I go visit my sister in Canmore, Alberta, where she lived. Ah. Now she lives in Cochrane, Alberta. Um, but essentially, I fell in love with the mountains when I was out there. And I started hiking when I was out there. Uh, and when I moved to Ottawa, there's so many wonderful, great hiking trails in Ottawa and in Gatineau. Um, so, and, and once you get into that lifestyle, as you know, out, out West, once you get into that lifestyle, you meet people, you start falling in love with other sports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hiking turned into trail running and then I got a bike and I turned, in, I turned into a cyclist. And then um, I've been cross country skiing for about five or six years now, which I absolutely love. I never did any winter sports growing up because we really didn't have snow. No. Um, and I kind of wish that I was able to cross country ski as a kid because I'd like to think that I took it up like pretty easily and I love it. And I, I love going fast and I love being outside three, like 365 days a year. Um, but there, and you know, I've tried rock climbing here. I've tried like any kind of ice climbing, anything you can imagine. I, I've, I've pretty much almost tried it all and I want to keep trying things. Um, but it, it's, it's the thing that I live for. It's the thing mm. that brings me the most joy. It's where I feel like the most myself, the most present. It's very like meditative. Uh, yeah. That, so, but I, I know there you have a few more options with, like you said, oceans and mountains. And- well, when I moved, when I moved out this way, I'm an Ontario boy. So f- for me, I know, mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. It was lakes, mm-hmm. it was snowmobiling, it was ice fishing. It was all the things you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I moved out here, and I'm like an hour away from a mountain mm-hmm. and there's just something to be, there's just something. If you don't live near a mountain, I, once you do, it's extremely tough to leave that. It's mm-hmm. just, and I go looking for them when I travel for work and all the rest of it. I'm, if I'm in overseas in Europe, I am looking for, for it. I'm looking mm-hmm. for that, that, that side. And, um, uh, the ocean and we, we have the ability here and it just, it just ingrains you. It ingrains like mm-hmm. inside of you. And I, if you're like me and you want to do as much as that outdoor stuff as, as possible, um, I'm surprised you don't live out West. 
if I'm being honest, because it's there's so much here, uh, and you can make yeah. do with you know Ottawa and that area, lakes and and all that stuff, and you got a you got Blue Hill there. Uh, which is nice, uh, you know. And you've got some Montreal. Uh, you got some some a little mm. bit of mountainy stuff in, in Quebec. But I am I am surprised you being an outdoor enthusiast that you you aren't out west. Well, I, I used to go say. again. I used to go once a year, so I, I kind of got my yeah. mountain fix there. But um, for me, it's that they make the outdoors so accessible here. The thing is, I know you're driving an hour to the mountains, totally worth it. But for me to go cross country skiing, it's a 12 minute drive or yeah. there's like, it's, it's very, very accessible. Or I, I just jump on a bike path a second from my house and they, they close down the entire Gatineau park for you to cycle all, all summer long. There's like a couple days where you can drive, yeah. but you have like a lot, like you have a lot of space to safely cycle up some really, really big hills. Um, so they make the outdoors so accessible and that's why it's been so hard to leave. And then they have world-class cross-country ski trails um, that are um, like hundreds of or a hundred kilometers or more than that of again, world-class cross-country ski trails. So um, I have the Adirondacks only like, which is upstate New York, only three, four hours away. Um, so, you know, Quebec is like booming with, with outdoor activities as well. So there's so, so many options. So it's been really hard to leave, but it's mostly about community for me. That's kind of made me stick yeah. um, because having to start that over at 34 years old is, is actually overwhelming. Um, but if I was to move anywhere, it almost moved to Calgary last year. Um, and a, what I call a, a midlife, like a quarter life crisis, quarter life. or a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of people out there and like the yeah. outdoors, but again, really hard to really hard to, to leave here, to be honest. Sure. I mean, it, mine was work related, but, uh, I mean, once it, as I said, once it's in you and you're like, Oh, it's tough. I have to go find it now. Like I get, I actually get withdrawal from the mountains and the ocean and mm. stuff like that. It's, it's, it's quite, it's quite something. Um, what else do you do? Like what, what other outdoor? I mean, paddle boarding, camping, uh, as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it's funny. I don't actually, I haven't skied in like 10 years, but I, I was, I was, I skied in Ontario when I was there and here I've got the best skiing and probably snowboarding in the, some mm -hmm. of in the world, but I actually, don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a water baby. So for me, it's, it's mm. paddle boarding. Um, it's, it's being in the ocean as much as possible for me. I, I love being around that area. We've got some incredible camping here. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very much involved in that, um, cycling mm. or biking and, and things like that. And, and there's tons of hiking and, and stuff to do here. Um, I just saw, uh, uh, something yesterday on uh on the news about this guy that decided to do he did 75 hikes and he hiked, he hiked 75 mountains out here in british columbia Incredible. and he does not look like an athlete just saying uh, he does not look like it's something that uh you know he's benefited from uh health wise either like i'm just saying he's but he, so so it's one of those things where i'm looking at it going he's at the peak of like four of the biggest mountains we have here in british columbia and i'm like huh all right, I guess I better step up the game a little bit because uh, you know if that's if I'm there's all that that I'm missing. So yeah, I I I try to find new things to do, but uh, it's busy also. So it's yeah, it's tough. It's, it it's sounds tough. like you're going on the road again soon. So I'm sure yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a little bit of road uh, work coming up, but so I try to find it when I go, which includes when mm -hmm. I'm touring and stuff. It includes running and cycling and hiking and and getting into oceany and lake kind of stuff when it comes out there. So I'm with you on the. Uh, on that side of it. So um, uh, we'll dive back into the, the podcast and where it's going uh, down, down the way. But um, mm -hmm. 
Um, you're talking about in, being in audio and being in voiceover. Mm. It's been like 12 years and you're doing tons of different stuff. Um, so how did you do it? How did, uh, how did you get, get into this world? And, um, you know, which led you to obviously start a show, but, uh, how, how did you do it? Well, it could start from, we can maybe go way back to my, um, my little, remember my little play school recorder when I was a kid, I used to, uh, I used, it was like blue and white and red and yellow, I think. And I used to like record the, the extra of the songs on the, on the, on the radio, onto the, onto tape. And then I would like extra the song or intro the song myself. I I was a child when I did that. So I, I think back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wanted to do this for a long time, but I, I, I kind of fell into it. I wanted to, I thought I was going to go into like sport. I thought I was going to go into kinesiology when I was in high school. I don't have the science grades. I'm definitely like a creative English nerd, you know, phys ed. That's where I excelled. Um, But not the sciences, not the maths by any means. But then I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to communications. I uh, co-opted a radio station when I was in high school, went to Conestoga College for radio broadcasting. And then I've been working ever since, essentially. Um, Always been that kind of person that's like reaching out, trying to make connections. And it's kind of really paid off for me. And I've moved, moved all over Ontario. I've only worked in Ontario, um, everywhere from like Sudbury to Chatham, um, to Ottawa. And when I've been in Ottawa about 10, 11 years now, um, but I was in radio that whole time. I've done mornings, I've done middays, I've done drive, I've done evenings, I've done it all. Um, and the last station I was at, I was doing afternoon drive at Bell Media here at, for pure country got laid off in January, 2020, February, 2021. Um, middle of the pandemic. Right. Of course. And, um, what's crazy is I was having a conversation with a friend about this the other day of how many skills that I acquired in radio. Um, something else I'm doing or starting to do is like, is live emceeing actually. I saw, I saw you were yeah. doing, you were hosting some stuff, uh, lately Yeah, I was too. hosting a thing at the yeah. Rita Carlton casino yeah. here with Jason McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I miss, I missed the energy of this. Cause yeah, I yeah. do everything from home. So, um, I'm hoping to do more live. I'm seeing, but there's those kind of skills. There's the audio editing skills. There is a like presentation on microphone is presenting, interviewing. There's so many things that I, that I was able to do that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can turn this into my own business. Yeah. And my heart, set I'm such a nerd my, but my heart was like try something on your own before you work for someone else again sure and so I tried vo- voiceover my first fall was unbelievable um Matt Kundal our mutual friend was like you gotta do a podcast you gotta do a podcast I'm like no 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 uh finally su- succumbed to it I'm like but I want it to be something I'm super passionate about started the podcast fell in love with it um, I've also been doing contract radio work again for, for Bell Media, which has been great because like I do it from home. Yeah. Um, the people I work with are like, they're, they're out of Toronto, they're sensational, they're easy to work with. Um, so that's been, that's been great too, because there's like some separation between what I used to do full time and, and what I'm doing, doing now. Yeah. And you take, and so you take all that training and I know a lot of radio, <laughs> radio guys out here, right? Yeah. So like Todd Hancock, yeah. who, who's, who was on the network and danger that were on C Fox and all those mm-hmm. guys got let go. And, uh, you know, you have to transfer those skills over mm-hmm. and the podcast, the podcast, uh, word is a bit of a swear word. I'm learning amongst the industry because the, like, like as far as the radio industry, because there's the radio and then there's everyone that gets laid off from radio that kind of gets 
in this world of like, well, what do we do now? And there's only a handful of radio jobs. And I, is there a bit of a stigma to the podcast space? I mean, I, the, it's, it's exploded over the last two years or f- even four years, I would say, especially out of the pandemic. And everyone has a show, including some asshole everyone in the basement, uh, some asshole <laughs> in the basement that gets a brick wall. But the idea is um, with the training and the things that you've learned and how to mm. edit and all the, all the rest of it, um, was that transition like a no brainer for you? And I can do this and I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And, and it's going to be easier for somebody like you that has that training. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it, was it, uh, scary is, I don't know if scary is the word I'm looking for, but it was, it just seems like a huge undertaking. It's like, what did you consider completely getting out and just doing something totally out of the industry? Cause you were beaten down and, and all the rest mm-hmm. of it, or, or, or was there energy coming out of that? Um, uh, I will, what I say to people is I, anxi- I the way I built my business was with anxiety. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and now I'm in a much better place, but, uh, back to your original question about podcasting and is there a stigma? Is there like, um, that's, that's hard to answer. I think that people think that podcasting is easier than it is. I will say that the interviewing skills and, you know, the audio skills and all like that comes naturally to me, but it's everything else that people don't see podcasting, building a business built like that is like, people don't understand how hard and how many components there are to building a podcast, building an audience, how long it takes. You need patience. You need perseverance. You need to be creative. You need like, there's so many components to it. It's not just like, I'm going to like, I'm like a white guy in a basement. I'm just going to like buy this hundred dollar microphone and I'm going to make a million dollars a year because I want to share my opinions. It's like, that's not, sorry. (laughs) Kind of like this show is what you're saying. Kind of like this show. That's been Marianne on the Do Did Will podcast, everybody. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. You have a logo. It's lovely. You have this beautiful layout. You know exactly what your show's about. It's planned out great. You've already had an entire other show. You have experience. There's a difference. I'm not lumping you into that whatsoever. It's a gag. What I'm saying is it's funny to to me because um, it must frustrate the radio people a little bit Mm -hmm. um, that that this exists now and that with a little bit of research on the internet and a handful of questions asked to some creative people that you can design out something or some, some random person like myself can just design out something and try to move ahead. And you guys have invested so much of your time into like, we do it like this and then it goes like this and it goes like this. And then I'm I'm like, why don't you come on my show that I created, you know, a couple of years ago with no training? And you must be like, God damn it. You know, how long did I spend? How long did I spend, you know, in that? You know, it's it's just interesting to me to kind of see how this space and how the people work within it. And I and I agree with you because I'm, you know, I'm in essence relaunching a show here from scratch, Mm. taking some, you know, I'm on the same RSS feed, but I'm taking my listeners from the other show into this and saying, Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> but I have to build it from scratch, you know? Honestly, no, I don't think it's frustrating at all. I think people being authentic is 100% the reason why podcasts exist. You don't have to be 
like you don't, I know, I know what I just said, but like, you don't have to be a professional for this to go well. It's just yeah. easy. Some aspects of it are just easier for me sure. naturally because I put my, my entire career into it. However, what's funny, and I will point this out to you, especially in voiceover, one of the biggest things is like dropping the radio voice. Like, hi, I'm doing a commercial. Like of here course. I am selling cars. Like they don't want that. They want the natural. They want yeah. the authentic. They want that real thing. And especially like, and the thing is, like, you and I aren't, like, ec- introing, extraing songs and taking 60 seconds. I would say one of the harder things is transit, like, is transitioning from all those rules, whether it's, like, you only have this amount of, amount of time yeah. to talk or yeah. we tell you, you know, what events to go to or this or that. Like, I – the freedom is terrifying, actually. <laughs> and being, but yeah. I, re- I remember very early on I had created my logo for my voiceover business. And I just did it myself on Canva. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, when am I going to launch this? Like, who's going to approve it? And I'm like, oh, mama's in charge. I'm in charge. I can do whatever I want. And so I've, you know, a little power trip there for a second, but also the freedom and the responsibility is very challenging. And I I just don't want to undersell how, um, how much work it is to build to build a business, to build a podcast and yeah. make it successful. Is that, does that make sense? No, it's great. It, it, it really is because, and then it's lightning in a bottle too. So you can, you can plug away, plug away, plug away. And then all of a sudden it explodes overnight, but then you gotta, you still have to maintain those people. And I think for somebody like yourself that as you just touched on, you got to wait for approval and you got to wait for this and you got to mm-hmm. wait for that. Um, but you build it out and then no one's telling you, you know, thankfully Matt's in our life, but, but no one's really telling you like, wow, that just exploded. You know, we've got to keep, you know, you got to get that micro content out now to maintain that. And it's just going to make your head spin. So you're trying to, you know, build this show. Um, and what's the premise, like, where, where do you ultimately want to be with that, with that show? Do you want Have to we be moved the- to will <laughs> not yet? It's, it's sort of like <laughs> where you're, where you're building, like, one of the things that you touched on earlier was the fact that you've got your radio voice and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And then you switch to podcast mode and mm-hmm. then you got to switch back to, well, we want the Marianne to give us a radio voice, you know, when you're doing your own work and then you got to turn it off and come back to the pod and then you got to turn it back on and back and forth. That must be a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, not nerve wracking, not nerve wracking, but the, like the split attention is my biggest challenge actually. Um, because in one day I could, you know, uh, do an e-learning module and voice a podcast yeah. and um, do a radio show. And like, and they're all very different mediums. They're all very, yeah. very different and require different skills and different attention. Um, so I would say more exhausting, <laughs> more, more than nerve wracking. Your first, uh, but when you came out of radio, mm-hmm. um, let me go uh, maybe even back a little bit, sure, a, a little bit more on, on this, but um. Uh, when you decided to go into voiceover, mm-hmm. was it did it coincide with you being already in in radio? Like, were you doing both of the jobs mm-hmm. at the same time? No. Or were you in no. radio first, and then you, once 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 you got let go, you decided to go all in on radio? I believe no we overlap were, at all. There's no, no overlap, overlap at all. No, I but like I was pretty confident that I was like, oh, I can do this. Voiceover is very competitive and very hard. Oh. I will. Also, I keep saying how hard everything is. <laughs> No, but it is. I totally but you abso- know that. I absolutely agree. Um, I, I, it is, and all the voiceover guys that I know are the same thing. But it seems that once they get on a bit of a roll, they're once they get on a bit of a roll, it, it it's fine. Um, but I, 
but I am curious, like that first paycheck you got as voiceover on mm-hmm. your own, was that the moment where you're like, I got this? It wasn't until it wasn't until I had my first few months where like and here's the thing is like it's very feast or famine. Like I made most of my money in voiceover in the second half of the year this year, like in a few months. Right. Interesting. My first half was not great. Um, But that's the thing is like having all these other things. I'm trying. What was the question again? (laughs) Again, some asshole in the basement asking questions. They're not flowing particularly no, the no, way no, you would no, be used I to in radio. My brain lost but, my but, but no, it's all. But uh, the, it's more the idea of like that first paycheck that came in. First paycheck. Sorry. Were, were you like, I've got this. I think I can do this now, and I'm not as worried now. It was 2021. Um, again, so I, so so it was February 2021. I got laid off. I had six months to really kind of figure out what I wanted to do that entire time. It was not a break. It wasn't a vacation. It was making phone calls. It was figuring it out. It was doing yeah. interviews and like charity work. It was, I was trying different things. Um, so I started working late August, 2021, um, started getting jobs, start, started booking jobs and like August, September, October were really, really good. And that's when I realized like, Oh, you can do this. You are, you are good enough to do this. I question that every single day. Every single day that like, I don't get a job or don't book this or don't book that. I I wonder, but I have a big enough track record now that I'm like, oh, you can make a living out of this. But my attention again is split between um, podcasting, radio, voiceover, now live emceeing, all these, you know, all these things. So I'm trying to figure out what do I want to do? What do I want to balance? What's making me money? How do I, you know, how do mm-hmm. I grow this all? Does that, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I guess the other, the other side of it is with it being so competitive, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you, when you, because you have to probably submit something like, I mean, you've got your reel, but you have, you submit something to, I had a, a neighbor friend of mine that was always submitting things. And, mm-hmm. and um, how do you feel when you submit something, feel like you nailed it, don't get it. And then hear someone else's voice over that. And you're like, well, I would have done that better. And is it like that in voiceover world or do you just forget it once you don't get it? I've, um, it's very rare that I emotionally attach myself to a role. Sure. Um, very, very rare because you never, you never know. Um, right. Generally speaking, I don't really see a lot of the, this like, cause I don't own a TV, so I don't see a lot of the commercials, um, but an an e-learning, I would never see, uh, online videos maybe. Um, but what I have learned is that casting directors or marketing people, whoever are making these, like they're either looking for a very specific voice or sure. like you might just not be it. I still try to keep training. I still try to keep coaching. I still keep trying to learn. But at the end yeah. of the day, you do it. You, for, you forget about it. You know, you just forget like, about it. you forget about it um, because you can't emotionally attach yourself to that because you might be like, yeah, I'm like made for this role. I'm a 34 year old female that they're looking for. It's like, and then you just like, you never hear from them again. It's never like, <laughs> so you just have to like, yeah, you just have to, to do it and then forget about it. Do your friends ever, uh, is there a teasing amongst your friends who are like, do the voice, Marianne. Ugh, do the, okay. Do the voice. I've no, I'm this- not, I'm not asking you to do the voice. I'm, I'm saying, do they, they're like, hey, uh, when everyone's around, Mary, do the voice for the thing. <laughs> like, do um, people ever do that? No, my friends, like my good friends, no, but like, guys on like dates will like ask me <laughs> or they'll I've told this story on Dean's show too or like a million times where like guys on dates will be like <laughs> they'll be like oh I've been told I have a great voice like I Can should you get me into voiceover yeah 
And I'm like, I can't, I, I don't know. What to, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's amazing when people don't know. And then they think that they think they know. And then they, yeah. they take you on a date. And they're like, you know, she's in voiceover, right? Can you order the, order the food? Like you do on that brick, yeah, that no. brick commercial. No. Like, you know what no. I mean? You're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. No, I'm out. I'm out. It must and be they, like, it's like, it's like any kind of acting to me. It would be like, it'd be like uh, any, that's why I'm so fascinated with voiceover world because mm-hmm. I've got friends in it and the turn on, turn off part and having to kind of navigate through mm-hmm. that, that side of it is, is amazing to me. And, um, and, uh, my one friend who's, who's quite busy in it, uh, mm-hmm. who did the intro of my last show. I mean, I, he's on everything out here. And I'm like, oh, you're on, and I'll just send him a text. You're on that too. And he's like, oh, you recognize that? I'm like, well, you've got a cadence about you that I can tell now. Cool, but yeah. you know what I mean? I can, I can get him. But I'm like, you're on that. I'm like, what aren't you on? As a, as a gag. But it, uh, it was a funny sort of thing. And, um, and, uh, but I'm, I'm fascinated with that world. So it's, it's very, it's very interesting to me that, um, that you're in it. And, uh, and I'm very stoked for you that you're. Well, I mean, hey, look, you are, and you've got a great voice for it. And I, and I love the. Um, all the reels and stuff that you can find on uh, IvesonVoice.com is awesome. Okay. There's some really great stuff on there. So Thank that you. leads me to um, the third portion of this show, which is uh, what will you do next? Where do you want to see this show go? Where do you want to see uh, your career go? Uh, what are your plans for the podcast? Go for it. You know what I was going to do? I'm just going to – I wrote down some goals for this year. How about I Amazing. just share those with you? Is that okay? Absolutely. I'm just going to open this up. Do we need to make this now a uh, self-help show? Do I'm not going to tell you how much money I want to I okay. make. That's just no personal. Uh, I put grow – this is just for this year, what will. Uh, grow my VO, my voiceover clientele. Um, land a major podcast sponsor or three small sponsors. The thing is, is like I'm almost about to bring on a third sponsor. <laughs> so, Amazing. So I'm pretty much there. Um what else do I want to do? Okay. Yeah. Some of these are too personal to share, but it's, <laughs> I, I find that it's so day to day for me, but essentially I, I just put this in a tweet that I want to be my own sugar daddy. Uh-huh. Um, uh, which I think kind of explains, I, I want to be at a point where I have enough clients that are regular and maybe be on retainer that I'm able to like function and take vacations without worrying. Um, and, you know, I'm moving into a new place with bigger rent and like, it's going to yeah. be expensive. And I, I don't want to have that anxiety. I don't, I just don't know when that anxiety will, will go away. Um, but at this point, I'm actually pretty, I'm pretty optimistic about 2023. I have a hard time looking past that, to be totally honest. I have sure. a hard time. But like for my podcast, I was even just talking to Matt about this. One of my big goals this year is I want to make sure that it's more diverse, uh, more people of color. Um, I also want to branch out into the United States and have more American guests, uh, more international guests as well. Um, Because I think there's a big problem with diversity and inclusion in the outdoors. So I want to make sure I have guests on who who are able to speak to that. Um, So that's what I want with the podcast. I want to keep growing the podcast. I want to make money off the podcast. I'm very like succinct with this voiceover. same stuff. I just want to like keep growing, make more money off of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly just growing money, building my contacts. That's all I can say at this point. It's really like, and be able to play outside and have good work boundaries and have good play time. That's, that's essentially it. The, the show, and I'll let you go, um, in a minute, cause I know you got to run, but let's take this outside. It, uh, 
the, the, you want to get more diverse and you want to, you know, kind of go down these various paths, but there's not really any, any boundaries with that. It, it's really opening you to, to have discussions with anybody that that's outside. Or are you trying to specifically be like, we're going to have the, you know, the best climber on the best, you know, track star on the best, this, the best that, or do you want to, do you want to actually have it be an all encompassing podcast that covers everything outdoors? Um, I want people who can tell a good story, who connect with nature. That's essentially the number one goal. Um, I do want big, you know, I want people who maybe are more experts or maybe gold medalists or people who have huge social media followings, whatever, whatever success means nowadays. Um, But the goal is to, uh, yeah, have those bigger guests. And again, at the end of the day, it has to be a good story. And um, for, for me to want to put out good content. Do you have a favorite episode so far that you've done? No, I can't say that. No. Every time I put one. Okay. Do you do this too? Cause I have to, I listen to them. Cause I, I just, I'm, I'm anal about it. Sure. But did you ever list, like, would you ever listen back and be like, Oh no, this is my favorite episode. Oh no, no, this is my favorite. Well, like, it I, I think every week, every, every two weeks it happens. I liken it to, and, and I've never been in radio, but I liken it to when maybe you were given an opportunity to, to interview an, an artist or something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that artist gives you something that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. That's the highlight for me is when those, when you get sort of like, or you get surprised by somebody that's, that's giving you more than you thought that they would give you. Mm-hmm. So those ones for me were, were great, you know, mm-hmm. um, or performance of a certain episode. Like on my last one, I had one of the best coffee, coffee roasters in the world. It became one of my, my most downloaded episodes. And I had big, big giant rock stars on the show. I had all this stuff, but it was, the, it was the head of, you know, one of the the biggest coffee roasters for for uh, independent sustainability in the world, and he cool. and, and he brought all of his people with him. So what I'm saying is, is like that to me versus favorite. It's more like my biggest surprise and my favorite surprise was that because that was like I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. Be, op- be open yeah. to being surprised. Right. Be open. To, like some of my favorite episodes are the ones I said I didn't have a favorite, but some of my favorite episodes are where I'm learning, like from the scientists, the, totally. the experts. And you're like, whoa, my, my mind is absolutely blown. Um, honestly, some of my favorite quotes or conversations have been with people that I wasn't expecting. Like, right? I, do, I wasn't sure what to expect. I just love, I love being surprised. And I love creating great content for others to listen to. So let me rephrase that, that, that question then. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest surprise so far of those, of those shows where you were like, Wow, that that I've learned something here, and and you know, that's my biggest um, surprise. I kind of knew. Go- so even just my last guest, Ted Khalil, uh, who's actually Matt Kundal, is one of Matt Kundal's like good friends. Um, Ted and I had like a pre a pre conversation before, um, but Ted has like you know, a normal like bank day job. And, you know, he, you know, he sits at a desk, but he also is the chair of Nordic Canada, for example, right. too. Um, so that was one of my biggest surprises because like, he's so well-spoken. He's a huge supporter of females in sport as well. Mm-hmm. So that I would, I'm just referring back to that because it's the most recent episode too. But like, that was one of my biggest surprises too, was like, you know, we have the, this, this guy who has this normal day job who wears a suit, but also, Here's this guy who like loves the outdoors and loves supporting females in sport and wants yeah. to help move that forward. There's a saying in the music business, uh, the Canadian business especially, which is like, uh, not enough money for a cab, too famous for the bus. 
And in that particular case, that's all, yes. most of the female athletes or most of the athletes that I know. Uh, I've, uh, I've got a Paralympian coming up. One of my great friends is Mercedes Nick Mercedes Nickel, who's oh, like cool. a, who's like a, you know a Olympian. But it's like it's a grind, and it's the Canadian grind, you know. Mm-hmm. Where and it's uh, it's uh, it's in everything that we do. But uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it for anything. We live in one of the most beautiful parts of the world, and you've got a show that talks about exploring some of those parts. It's called Let's Take This Outside. It's an amazing show uh dealing with the outdoors um why don't you tell everybody all the other things about where they can find you online uh, i'll put sure. up a, a little bit of stuff here and then uh, we'll let you go sure uh let's take this outside.ca is my website for my podcast ibisonvoice.com is my like professional voiceover website where you can get a hold of me um i'm on instagram facebook twitter just find mary and ibison ma on the air on twitter ma ibison on instagram like there's just like linkedin i hate linkedin by the way but i'm on linkedin it's sure. worst it's worst anyway this is fun this is super fun well i am super grateful that you made the time to come on today uh this is show number two and i you know it's still building out you'll see that uh, out of respect to matt and the fact that you're here i have removed the microphone from the bottom corner for at least a portion of this interview uh for the people watching at home uh that's marianne iverson uh hopefully you'll come back down the road and the next next, uh, time it's do did will it'll be uh It'll be, I mean, a year from now, like, what did you, what have you, what have you done since? And maybe it's blown up even more. And uh, I have, uh, I'm a firm believer that that's going to happen because it's a, uh, it's a great show and everyone should listen. So thank, thank you so you. much, friend. Thank you for uh, having me. No problem. We'll see you next time. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.